This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Grinding, gliding, and vibing. Ooh, Ooh, okay. I feel like that's like my AIM away message. Right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're not away. You're fucking yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely still have AIM at the Crick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just drowning in those little CDs. <laughs> the AOL Minute CDs. They, they all washed up in the Crick after oh, everyone yeah. threw them out. Yeah, That's how you make change for uh, a brown leaf, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togol V lives with my friends at Gladeholm Academy and knows way too much about dragon anatomy. Ooh. Nice. Mm. Wow. Three syllable rhyme. Very good. Or wait, four. Anatomy Academy. That was a tough one. I'll, I'll say that right up front. Um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, well, no one else is proud of you. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, let's. I love a joke that's just saying something mean to your friends. It's not a joke. There's no setup. There's no punchline. It's just me. I'm actually disappointed in you, and yeah. uh, I think oh, you're a pretty wow. bad guy. Let's have fun, but let's remember to have a good time. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys received a visit on the astral plane from Salis. The Githzerai monk informed you that she had recently recalled the location of a missing divine heart on the material plane. She advised that you couldn't beat a god without some divine help, but if you could find the divine heart, perhaps you could become titans yourselves. You returned in the material plane, then braved the stormy skies of Bohemia, following the Divine Heart's coordinates to a strange portal in the sky. Hard One flung moonshine through it like a Nerf <laughs> Vortex football. <laughs> no way. 
then quickly followed in the Stormborn, where you found a heavenly valley full of floating dragon shrines. Bevan Moonshine investigated a gold dragon shrine, while Hard One and the crew of the Stormborn were attacked by three rowdy dragon teens. The dragons <laughs> accidentally divulged uh, that they'd come across chosen angels recently before being handily defeated by Hard One and Balnor. The arrival of the Chosen was confirmed when Moonshine cast a locate creature on Chosen Captain Barrett Brisden, learning that he was currently in the Gold Dragon Shrine. You entered together, the gold golems at the entrance seemingly inviting you in. Uh, you entered a grand room with a dome ceiling and a mural painted across the walls. On it, you saw the tale of Melora and her adventuring party defeating a goblin god, splitting up its divine heart, then the subsequent adventures of a mysterious Eladrin dragon rider. After the room filled with sleeping gas, you all managed to resist it, except for Balnor. Um, <laughs> believe it or not. Needed a dad Sleep now. tight. Yeah. Uh, a few moments later, a gold kobold entered through a secret doorway in the wall and was surprised to see you all still awake. He introduced himself as Cordon, the butler of the Glittering Lady, and welcomed you to the Shrine of the Dragon God. And that's where we are now. So you guys are in the domed room uh, with this mural standing across from Cordon, the gold kobold. Um, Balnor is still sleeping. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, Can I do an insight check on this kobold to make sure that he's not like in cahoots with Brisden? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. Can I do an insight check on Balnor to see if I kick him onto his side if he'll stop snoring? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Jake's is actually pretty more important. He can say his first. Yeah, let's get that out. Uh, it's a 16. A 16? Great. Um, I'm going to use a luck point, though, just so I can really <laughs> nail this. You should probably use a couple because it's a DC 30. Yeah. Um, um, I use a little towel uh, and I craft a, a neck pillow for Balnor so he can sleep comfortably. Uh, Bev makes a little neck pillow. Hard one callously kicks Balnor <laughs> to the side. Um, I, no, I do it very gently, lovingly, just <laughs> to, so he rests a little easier. A loving kick, Murph. A loving yeah. little kick. Open um, up those passageways. I got my eight. I got an eighteen on insight on cordon blue. Mm. Even if I can just sniff him for milk. Uh, cordon, yeah. <laughs> that was a genuine mistake <laughs> on my part. <laughs> cordon blue. Uh, sir, how'd you like a new nickname? <laughs> um, okay, I sniff him, but I see what's going on with Cordon Bleu. Moonshine, you walk up and you sniff this cobalt. You see, as soon as you get... But I do it in a hospitable <laughs> You do it in a hospitable way. You go off... Just like you, my kick. You sniff him, he reacts strangely like you're like you're coming at him to bite him or attack him or something. And I he just, just want to know what body wash you use. Um, you smell him. He smells like sweet perfume. He does not smell like um, milk. Mm. Uh, and you see he recoils and he goes, ah, what, do you, what, what are you doing? I'm so sorry. You just do you normally a... just walk up and sniff people? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm from the Crick and we take personal space very lightly. Okay. Well, <laughs> the glittering lady is the greatest legend in all of the realms. So if you could not do that when you meet her, because it would reflect poorly on you. You understand? So do more of a waft. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. You know what? I'll get it from afar. Let's just not sniff I'll the lady. I'll send my possum up to live to sniff her. How about that? This is, you get the immediate sense from Cordon that this is like the overly protective assistant 
Just okay. a lot of hand gestures mm-hmm. of being like, okay, now when we approach the glittering lady, uh, you'll do a polite bow, of course, and introduce your full name. Okay. Um, I got a real quick question, just so we're totally all on the same page. Can you point out the glittering lady on these murals? You see, he looks proudly and um, gestures back to the mural, and he goes, the glittering lady takes many forms. This is the glittering lady. Uh, you see he um, waves his hand up at the Aladrin with the um, gold hair uh, riding assumed. the gold dragon. Yeah. And then oh. he also gestures to the gold dragon okay. alone atop its hoard. Okay, I, I had that assumption and I, I'm glad that you were able there able there to confirm it. Thank you so much, Cordon Bleu. Yeah. I gave him mm-hmm. another sniff. My name is not Cordon <laughs> Blue. it is Cordon. Mr. Blue, I just want to assure you that I will bow deeply when we meet the glittering lady. And if you could give me a, just a little bit of your scent, uh, I smell a bit like sulfur is all. <laughs> you, you all do stink of eggs here. Uh, you see, not me, not me. Uh, spritzes a little bit of perfume in the air and Ooh, uh, shows you guys. Right through. Yeah, uh, Beverly, Beverly does. Like the, a sprinkler. <laughs> I was going to say that Beverly does the proper fancy boy thing, which is to like walk through the mist. Yeah, you step mm-hmm. through. Yeah. I probably get a little too excited, though. Yeah. I'm going to need a couple more spritzes. There's a lot of mass to cover here. We actually don't need any more. The whole room <laughs> stinks. You all stink of perfume now. We might need to bathe you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Real fine. quick. Uh, I, I, I uh, create water and bathe us. <laughs> you guys start to take a bath in the middle of the shrine. One big bath. <laughs> uh, and you see uh, Cordon um, looks you guys up and down again tiny this little cobalt a little bit shorter than Beverly um, mm. but gold um, and uh, his scales shine brightly um, and he puffs his chest out and he goes well you're clearly strong enough that the lady will find you interesting but you're few enough in number that you aren't at all threatening um, and he kind of narrows his eyes and looks you guys all up and down that makes me want to prove how threatening I am, but I play it cool because I really want to meet this dragon rider who can turn into a dragon. Yeah. Pretty uh, passive aggressive, but lead the way, Lord Blue. Yeah. Uh, didn't realize uh, there was a traveling troop of jesters coming to the... Uh, Is there? That'd be so fun! Let's wait for the jesters. We do right. know an improv team. Yeah, that's true. I hate improv. <laughs> Nobody hates improv more than Cordon. <laughs> uh, right this way, the lady will see you. Uh, you guys see Cordon walks uh, over to the doorway that opened up in the mural. Um, the painting is now split so that Melora hmm. and the male Aladrin are further away from um, the glittering lady, the woman who was seen riding the dragon. Mm. This is like the image of them all standing around the divine heart, and she is like separated from them. Uh, can I ask Cordon a couple questions about the mural? I'm sure he's got a, a large repository of knowledge when it comes to the history of the glittering lady. As soon as, yeah, as soon as you guys um, enter the secret passageway, you see it's lit by torches. And as soon as you ask that, Cordon is very happy to talk about the mural. He goes like, oh, did you enjoy it? The lady painted it herself. She is quite the did artist. she now? Oh, wow. she's... Both woman and dragon and artist. What artist, hats does she legend, not wear? Adventurer, fighter, druid, wizard, god. 
Drew and Wizard, huh? That's a septuple threat. Impressive. Yes, the last one, especially. God, that's pretty. That's pretty nuts. Because I mean, I'm an artist, but Indeed. yeah, everything. Or well, did she save the best for last? The lady is an ah, artist first. I can relate. <laughs> I can absolutely relate. I started <laughs> yeah. painting at a young age. <laughs> is that right? Uh, yes, I'm actually uh, uh, known to write a slam poem or two about the glittering lady. I turned a hard one. <laughs> My eyes wide. Senor Blue, I'd love to hear them when we have the time. <laughs> um, you see, he uh, continues and he goes, yes, but the mural, um, the lady painted it herself. It's called Heart of a Deity, Heart of Adventure, a retelling of the old wars by someone who fought in it, a painting, a dragon's tail. Oh, wow. You didn't even Ooh. have to say I could hear all the colons in there. Mm, yes, <laughs> there are no less than 17 colons in there. And Sumptuous. Um, most of them are That's not grammatically correct. If you if you say something and there is not a colon in it, is it a title? That's what you have to mm. ask yourself. How does my mind know where to stop? Exactly. Um, so as you guys are walking through this passage, sort of this, you know, dank little tunnel, a huge difference from the grand room that you were just in. Um, but you see, uh, after asking about the mural, uh, Cordon goes on to kind of tell you the history of the glittering lady. Um, and he goes, the lady is the greatest legend in all of your realm and she has all but been erased. When savage crude giants ruled the world, she fought to take it back for the elegant, beautiful dragons. And she would have done it too. If it wasn't for you, small folk, and he gestures to all of you guys, capitalizing on our losses and coming out of nowhere to weasel your way into winning the realm for yourselves. Wait, and winning the realm for... So there was a time when uh, us small folk, to borrow your phrase, mm -hmm. were not around? Um, guys, go ahead and make history checks. Mm. Shout out to the two crew. Ugh. Uh, that's an 11 for me. Moonshine got a 16. 16. Okay. Mm, you know, I have been in a library recently, <laughs> not to mention the powerful oral history of my folk. <laughs> so Not to diminish that. This is something that you guys know the gist of, but Moonshine, you probably heard stories um, at the Crick about it. And also, you have the thinking cap on. You have a connection to uh, Diawana and her knowledge. Um, but you guys kind of know the history of Bohemia is um, the kind of bullet points here are gods create the material plane and they cr create the first people. Gods and the first people uh, all go to war with each other, destroying the realm and wiping out the first people. The Pact of the Gods is then made, um, and the uh, gods all go off to their own planes. They're not allowed on the material plane anymore. And then as humanity uh, rebuilds, there's less magic in the world, and monsters rule it. So, ah, an age of monsters. Exactly. Oh, so, what I wouldn't give to time travel to an age of monsters just to see it, just to be a fly on the wall. As soon as you say that, Cordon grabs your hand and he goes, that's what the glittering lady wants. Really? To bring dragons back. Yes. Well, oh. she and I have more in common than just both being hot then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys also know that um, giants and dragons, um, there's less record of these wars because the 
kind of next generation of people after the first people were kind of like cavemen-esque. It took them like a long time to evolve. But giants and dragons battled for centuries while humanoids slowly expanded their power and influence, eventually toppling the weakening monsters who like basically made each other weak and humans kind of came out of nowhere and and defeated them so dragons Uh, so they were sort of they were sort of the wily prey that let the predators feast on each other exactly came in at an Mm. opportune moment yep they like we split the vote exactly exactly (laughs) um so dragons for the most part disappeared at that time in history but giants continued to skirmish with humans throughout history and you Ah, guys know this through the giant wars and everything we met that bartender who was a survivor of the Giant wars. Exactly. Um, So yeah, as you guys are like um, recalling this and talking about the giants and everything, uh, Cordon goes, the giants might choose to be your little playthings, but the dragons always have our freedom. We have the sky. Mm, Yes, Dragonopolis. Yeah. Uh, It's actually called the Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Ah. I mean, it don't ring like Dragonopolis, but I feel like they that's got something to it. The Sanctuary. Mm. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. From one slam poet to another, I think, yeah. it's. <laughs> how about, how about? can I pitch this? The Sanctuary, colon, Dragonopolis. We just we, we just arrived. Thank you so much, Bob. We, we just <laughs> arrived at exactly the yes. answer. <laughs> as long as there's a colon in it, I'm honestly fine with it. Great, cool. <laughs> the Sanctuary, colon, Dragonopolis. Dragonopolis. You know what? Yeah, we're already arriving at just points of common interest. This is going to work out great. This is, yeah. So you guys continue traveling through the secret passage until you see a light at the end of the tunnel uh, and then finally hit open air. The hallway lets out onto a field, clearly some kind of illusion or magic trick because you did not see this from the outside. You see fields of flowers and roaming animals deer running in the distance. You see there is a little area that looks like it was set up for a picnic uh, and a painting easel with a mostly finished painting on it. Um, Atop a hill along a cobblestone path from where you are is a castle straight out of a storybook. This beautiful stone castle with gold-plated shingles atop its roofs and towers. Uh, Above you, you guys hear the sounds of massive flapping wings. You see Cordon gasps <gasps> and clutches his heart. She's out for a fly. She's out for a fly. <laughs> um, you guys look up um, and you see a gorgeous ancient gold dragon, this gargantuan, beautiful beast. It's gold scales reflecting the sunlight. It is at once powerful and graceful you see it float to the top of the castle perch there for a moment then floats to the back of the keep and disappears and you see cordon is weeping (laughs) it gets me every time it's like the first time my eye slurps back in my own tear (laughs) beverly pulls out his dragon anatomy book checks it yep closes it back all right good to go Come, you must meet her. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I could do that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hard on um, just holding back so many tears. I'm screaming like I'm doing crunches. I gently nudge Balnor to wake him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so I guess you guys have just been carrying. We put, it, we put him on his little um. What do you call those red we- wagons? Dalmor slept through <laughs> all of this, so he doesn't know the history. He didn't see the gold <laughs> dragon taking flight. We so have him Balmer, on a red rider. Dalmor just wakes him. up and he goes, Ah, I had a I had a dream that I I went to the bank and I was waiting in a long line. Did I miss anything? Um, <laughs> it's hard to explain, man. <laughs> <laughs> you look, you look so touched. What happened? Uh, maybe don't, maybe, uh, maybe don't worry about what you missed and get excited for what you're about to experience. <laughs> so Cordon leads you um, into the keep. You enter the main hall and see tall windows that shine light down on planters that grow beautiful gold roses. The room <sighs> is full of art and bookshelves lined with books, desks with papers and paintings all over it, musical instruments. Some hung, some strewn about. You hear sounds of laughter as well as the playing of a harp. There are many golden statues of dragons and Aladrin, um, statues and busts. You guys see a large banquet table in the center of the room facing a stage um, with a small platform on which a harp is playing itself. Uh, A beautiful twinkling melody Behind the stage is a painting of a gold dragon sitting atop a hoard of riches. You see, lining the table are various objects, various magical artifacts that are all possessed and able to speak, like chatting amongst each other. Um, You even see like a little um, jinn that peeks out of a magic lamp. What kind of conversation? Does the conversation seem lively or Mm. dull or hostile? Um, Go ahead and give me a... Perception check. Uh, 15. You hear that um, they're talking about the performance um, and they're having it, it. It seems like these were cultivated by the glittering lady. Like ah, this is her horde audience. is to have like mm. friends to like oh, talk man. to about art and stuff. Wow. And so like they're all discussing. They're just like, ah, Thumblush's songs. Um, they're so inspired. This The way he plucks himself, it's just, it's unlike anything <laughs> I've ever heard. I take out my uh, wood block and I put it on the ground and I sort of push it towards the table. I'm like, go on, go on. You can chat with them. Make friends. Don't be shy. I want to um, take out new Betsy and uh, instead of uh, playing it with its bow, I want to uh, fiddle along, but with plucking. Um, go Ooh. ahead and give me a performance check. Can I help? Okay, go. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, if you guys want to do like a group performance check. I have a plus two to performance. But it's okay because I did get a 13. Okay. It's not an absolute failure. Moonshine stands straight and begins fiddling on uh, New Betsy. And Cordon goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Where I come from, art is a collective thing that you make together. Um, And you see all of the various animated objects kind of um, turn to face you guys at the door. And there's just sort of a quiet murmuring some of it seems like people are just kind of like embarrassed i can pivot this i'm so sorry where i come from art is more of a collective endeavor but i appreciate if you are more of an individualists here (laughs) i bow (laughs) yeah and then i bow also (laughs) the animated objects uh give you like a a little nods together and you hear a few of them whispering amongst each other there's something raw about it i liked the fiddle i liked the fiddle (gasps) There's plenty more where that came from. (laughs) Uh, So suddenly you guys see there's a 
puff of smoke in the center of the room, and when it clears, you know right when you see her that this is the glittering lady. You are just hit with this overwhelming charisma. She's tall and slender, wearing a beautiful golden dress with gold dragon rings um, around her arms. Mm -hmm. Um, And she rushes over and just starts gushing over you as soon um, as she sees you. She runs over. Oh my goddess. What beautiful guests! Uh, you see, she goes over. Um, she grabs hard one um, by the face, puts like her hands on your face, and goes, "I'm so glad you're here." I I bowed early. I'd like to bow again. Just <laughs> one second. I bow deeply. <sighs> A double bow. <laughs> um, you see, Cordon looks extremely impressed and tries to bow even lower than you. <laughs> <laughs> I wink at him, um, and I get very low, and I wink at him again. Uh, as you get low, um, you see she puts her finger under your chin um, and tilts your face back up to look at her, and she gives you a little smile, um, and you see gold flakes appear in your beard. Whoa. (laughs) Then she um, kneels down. And who are you, little one? Are you talking to Cordon or me? (laughs) I I know who Cordon is. Who are you? Uh, You see she uh, lets out like a hearty laugh. (laughs) You're hilarious. Just a little short guy humor for you. I love short guy humor. Um, I am Beverly Togold, the fifth ma'am, and I kneel and uh, make to kiss her hand, if she'll allow it. She leaves her hand out. You give it a little kiss. Um, As I'm kissing it, I want to do a divine sense to see if this is Theala in disguise. Oh, good call. Whoa. Interesting. Mm -hmm. We've been tricked so many goddamn times, (laughs) y'all. Trust no one. Shout out to the two crew friends. Tastes like gold. Yum, yum, yum. Brutal. Okay. Um, <laughs> your divine sense is enough that you do not sense any kind of celestial or fiend. Gotcha. Um, okay. Now that I'm more or less certain, uh, I switch into full court mode. Uh, <laughs> I put on all the pomp and circumstance and chivalry I can muster. I, I beam, I bow. I do three bows uh, in a row. <laughs> um, she she nods and smiles at you, um, and then she goes over to Moonshine, Milady, M- uh, Lady of both sky and earth. I would like to offer you, who seems to love gold, the gold of my people, and I would like to, from my hand, conjure like a beautiful bioluminescent mushroom. Ooh. Thought it was going to be an AIM CD. Really thought it was going to be an AIM CD. <laughs> She looks at it and she gasps and immediately tears start coming down her face. And she goes, this is a wonderful gift. I can. It also comes with a terrarium. (laughs) I love terrariums. Uh, You see, she doesn't pulls you in for a big hug. Gordon, um, am I allowed to stop bowing if she hugs me? <laughs> your, your hand's just in her belly button. <laughs> uh, I look like I'm doing it like, <laughs> like I'm trying to tackle her because I'm bowing, but also hugging her. Um, Cordon, like, Cordon, give um, me the A-OK. I can stop bowing. Cordon runs over and like straightens your legs so that you're standing up <laughs> and she pulls you in for a hug. But as she squeezes you close at the end hey. of the hug, Moonshine... You feel her heartbeat. Boom, boom. 
boom, boom. And in a flash, you feel a mirror of that heartbeat. Malora's. You have a vision. It's like when the thinking cap took over before. Yeah. In this brief moment, Moonshine, you find yourself in a corrupted version of Melora's material demiplane. The domain of Melora, which usually looks like a beautiful oil painting with yellows and greens and blues, is now dark with blues and grays and blacks like the image of a storm. And in the center of the storm, you see a single piece of glowing yellow rock. And you know this. You can just sense it as being a lifelong follower of Melora. This is Melora's divine heart flashing. Exposed to the elements. With each beat exposed to the elements. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. You see that the world around her, this painting around her, is cracking and shifting, and from the heart, flashes of yellow lightning explode out like tendrils and pull them back. The world around you shakes like you're in an earthquake, and you hear Melora crying out in pain. Go ahead and give me an insight. Yeah, check. I was going to say, what is the yeah. nature of this vision? Can I interact with this world, or am I merely witnessing something? I got an 11 insight. 11 insight. You know that the last time that you had visions because of the thinking cap, that you were able to interact with them. Um, and you okay. can tell even without an amazing insight role, right now you're like a little flustered and everything, but you see that Melora is holding the material plane together. Like everything you guys are experiencing out on the material plane right now, everyone has to be in this protective dome up in the sky and there are still earthquakes. The earth is like shattering. That being said, people have generally been kind of safe. And in this moment, you see that Melora is essentially sacrificing herself Melora. to keep the planet together. Melora, are you doing this all on your own? You hear distant wails of pain and you hear her speaking in a strained voice. I, I can help you. We can help you. I have pr protected her as, as long as I could. By her, do you mean the glittering lady or do you refer to Bohemia in a female way? Uh, you see, she lets out uh, this horrible yell of pain. The the glittering lady, Tulane. Um, and you learn that her name is Tulane. Okay. And she goes. I'm with Tulane. I, I can I can help you. I what? know. I I told her where to find Tulane. You need the divine heart, one way or the other. You spoke to Salas. You talked to Salas, and you told her where to find this divine heart. Yes. We, uh, she we, lets we, out another echoing scream. Okay, Melora, your children are going to take care of this for you, okay? You hang in there. We got this. Um, I will not let you down. As she lets out another wail of pain and the world around you shakes. Can I cast a spell? E uh, go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Okay. Um, wisdom save that's going to be a 25. I will allow you to cast a spell. 
Okay, I would like to, this is probably stupid, but I'm gonna cast a six level heal on Melora. Holy shit. Oh, cool. Moonshine, you <laughs> hold your hand out and walk over to the Divine Heart, the one light in this dark place, and you cast an extremely powerful heal spell, and you see that the world stops shaking quite as violently, and you don't see any kind of corporeal form of Melora, but you hear her voice now more calm and straining less. And she goes, thank you. Thank you, my child. Of course, Melora, I will see this right. You will not have to do this alone. I know. Um, Moonshine, you, in a flash, um, wake up in this hug. (gasps) And it was only like a moment. (laughs) Hi. Tulane, I just saw Melora. In your embrace, I was transported to a realm with Melora. She's not doing well. She is exposed to the elements. I gave her what power I could, but she wants us to have that divine heart because until we set things straight, she is going to be dragging herself ragged so that she can hold Bohemia together. As soon as I know we just met, this sounds like the ramblings of a crazy person. I'll take a drug test. Well, okay, I'll probably fail it. But <laughs> she'd fail the drug test, yeah, but we'll take it. <laughs> you see, she looks absolutely floored and kind of drops the act of being this super peaceful, enlightened Aladrin for a moment, turns to everybody at the table and goes. Could you give us a minute, please? (laughs) Um, And you see they all start um, flying away and going into different chambers. I put my wood block back in my pocket. (laughs) I did not mean to speak politics in front of, I don't know who they are to you. I just, it was a very visceral experience and I wanted to make sure it came to your attention with the gravity it deserved. She nods and you see she looks kind of dumbfounded and she goes... No one has called me Tulane in a very long time. Is that on purpose? Have I violated something? No, no. She called you Tulane, so I thought... Yes, that is... My name is Tulane. Cordon, um, leave us for now. Uh, you see Cordon bows and goes off down the secret passageway. Hmm. Ciao, uh, Mr. Blue. Uh, He nods curtly. Most of your blue. Tulane takes you guys and sits down at the table and she goes, my relationship with Melora is complicated, to say the least. I was in an adventuring party with her and another Eladrin named Ariox. Together, we defeated the goblin god Bargravik And afterwards, we were skeptical of creating another god, so we split his divine heart in three, each of us swearing to protect the realm without imposing our will on any of its creatures. But in the end, Melora was the only one responsible enough to keep her pact. Um, Everybody go ahead and give me insight checks. 14. Uh, 16. Okay. Bev, 
You see, as she mentions Melora being the one responsible enough, there's just like a hint of disdain in there. And then you see after that, she kind of goes back to her performative self and she goes, but me, I fell in love with the beauty of dragons and believed the world would be better if it were filled with them. It's hard not to. Yes, of course. And their numbers were being dwindled by evil giant hunting parties. What other choice did I have? I had to side with the dragons. I... I I think that I understand that feeling. I sided with dragons in a war against giants. And while we were busy killing each other, humans built their empires and in the end, defeated us both. And afterwards, Melora banished me here for breaking our pact. And years later, I hear Ariox broke our pact as well, but eventually gave his piece of the Divine Heart back to Melora. Well, I just saw Melora, and the sense I got was that she still trusted and still loved you. Moonshine, as you say that, you are starting to understand the situation a little bit more. Melora said that she was protecting her. She says that she was banished. You see that there's probably a little bit of truth to both. Yeah. But that if Tulane lost the war, Melora probably could have killed her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is not someone who looks like they're totally backed into a corner. But you see Tulane goes, I don't like hearing that she's hurting. But what your asking of me to give you my divine heart that is all I have left we can prove ourselves worthy not to mention the current state of the world many of the humans or small folk as Cordon called us who built their civilizations while you waged war with a larger threat there is a chance in this world that if we can save it that dragons and humans can have a new relationship. All we're asking you to do is the same thing you've already done. You've made a choice before. You chose a side. We're asking you to choose Melora's side again. It's not too late to honor the pact you once made. You see, she considers this and just quietly nods to herself, reaches her hand across the table towards towards you guys. And she goes, if I were to help you, we would need to make a deal that the dragons here would once again be allowed to fly free on the material plane. We can give, we can promise them freedom if they can promise us kindness. We cannot give them freedom without consequence. If they fly around in the world destroying towers and cities and letting their fire breath go willy-nilly will only be dooming one civilization for the rise of another. You see that as you say that, she has like a slight sneer on her face and she goes, isn't that just like Melora? Everything should be natural and wild, but are the dragons not 
the natural predators of small folk, would you bind their wings? Dragons are noble and beautiful, but they're also smart and wise, and you can't have a peace with only one party. Yeah, I think that nature can be cultivated, and it's okay if you can be born a predator and learn a nobler way. She leans back, she crosses her arms, and she nods. She's mulling it over, she's thinking about it, but clearly she disagrees with the way that Melora runs things and essentially thinks that dragons should be able to kind of She thinks dragons should be able to be in charge. Exactly. Um, but then you see Cordone re-enters the hall and scrambles up. Uh, excuse me, my lady. Uh, and he goes up and he whispers in her ear. Uh, you see she kind of cocks an eyebrow looks up at all of you and smiles and she goes, well, you've certainly given me a lot to think about. Why don't I let Cordon take you to your quarters and we can talk about this all over dinner. We really only need one quarter. Uh, don't, don't, don't yeah. open up too many rooms for us. We yeah. can, we just can squeeze. Yeah, we one, tend to congregate. Just the one room? Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, one quarter. Mm-hmm. You guys are the ideal house guests. <laughs> we have a light, a light footprint. Um, <laughs> very, one very deep, but solitary footprint. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to clean up after. It's all concentrated <laughs> onto one space. We do destroy it though. It is a shit smeared boot that <laughs> makes that footprint. <laughs> <laughs> Balnor's shit in the last room. He's doing yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Balnor, you were asleep again. Yeah, Balnor fell asleep again doing the thing. <laughs> uh, sorry, the harp was just really going before. I didn't miss anything, did I? Uh, yeah, we'll catch you up. All right, good. Yeah. I'll compose uh, a poem about it. <laughs> so, uh, Tulane um, walks over to one of the chamber doors, opens it, and goes down a different hallway. And um, uh, Cordon leads you guys up through like a tower to another level. Um, and takes you to a room. You see he opens this large oak door and you guys see a beautiful room filled with gold finery. It's honestly, it's, it's, it's pretty, but it's a little tacky. The bed has a gold canopy and matching sheets. There's a warm hearth and a tall window that looks out onto the gardens outside. It's a beautiful sunny day. Um, and Cordon, um, does a little bow and he goes, I will be back to fetch you for dinner when the lady is ready. I bow slightly lower than him. Thank you for your service, Lord Blue. Uh, you see, he bows even lower than you. (laughs) (laughs) I get fully perpendicular. (laughs) You see Beverly and Cordon are essentially planking next to each other. Um, are, they, then, are they going to bed now? What's going on? <laughs> and then while Cordon is just full on on his stomach, head all the way down, just skitters away on his toes and his claws. Oh, um, he's good. Leaving the room. Um, and he closes the door behind you guys. Well. Um, I checked the bathroom. Um, beautiful gold toilet. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I was hoping. That is true. Can I, can I crack the window open? Yeah. And may I send... Could I cast... Beast sense on Handy Andy. Mm. Yeah, I would allow that. He's like your familiar kind of. I want to send him just to poke around, to stealth around, and just look for chosen. Because we know that Bear Prison is in here. Yes, and nobody yeah. has mentioned anything. Yeah, of it. so I want I want to send Handy Andy to try to find Bear Prison. Okay, so you're sending yep. him out the window. 
was just going to crack the window, let him skitter down the wall. Great. Moonshine, you open the window. Beautiful spring breeze hits you. Handy Andy skitters down the wall and then suddenly appears back in the room. Mm. This seems, and you guys remember when you guys walked in and saw this like outdoor garden area outside of the keep Mm. that the whole place was an illusion and this window even looks like it might not actually go anywhere. Mm. Can I walk out into the hallway? Um, Bev, as you go to um, open the door, it is locked. Oh. And you hear yep. Cordon on the other side go, ah, not yet. Uh, the lady is not ready. We can't have you just we're waltzing around the castle. Cordon, and then, we're hungry, though. And Aye. you will wait for dinner. Okay, then I would like to to gaseous form out through mm. the lock. Okay, so um, I imagine that he'll be standing guard the whole time, but I'm gonna wait a moment to lull him in. So can we start something loud happening in here? Uh, yeah, I whip out the wood block. Yeah, uh, well, let's <laughs> practice a performance for later. Absolutely, uh, to ce- a I'll get new Betsy, and then I hand it to Bev with like a sign, <laughs> like you play Ooh. it. Uh, I do my best moonshine impression. Here we go, y'all. Bev, I don't know why you're talking like me because (laughs) I'm actually going to quietly play my fiddle, but you can talk if you want. (laughs) Just trying it out. Sorry. No, it did sound good. It did sound good. Um, (laughs) That sounds amazing, you wily little crick elf. (laughs) Um, Bev, I'll say um, go ahead and do a performance check to match how Moonshine was playing the fiddle before. (laughs) All right, here we go. Okay, uh, that's going to be a 17. 17. Okay, yeah. I will say that in addition to whatever stealth stuff you roll, um, uh, Moonshine, you can add two to the roll for Bev uh, providing a distraction. Okay, cool. Nice. Okay, wait. Before I go, though, I am going to report spores, y'all. Good call. Um, um, This is in report spores. He cannot hear this. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps playing. Bev, um, you can stop doing the Moonshine impression in here. <laughs> What impression? It's hard to get out of. (laughs) Uh, All right, y'all. What's going on? (laughs) All right, we're having a moonshine huddle. All right, all right. Am I going out there? Now, we are in a situation that is unsavory. We can make a lot of assumptions. Some of those assumptions might feel like we are in a straight-up bad situation. Other assumptions might be that... um, Tulane is merely wary of us, and this is a precaution. I don't know mm-hmm. which conclusion to jump to. Would y'all like me to gaseous form out there? And this is the most extreme situation. Take out the kobold, or, you know, knock the kobold unconscious so that I can unlock the door? Or would y'all like me to gaseous form to try to see what Tulane is up to? Let's let's stay neutral for now. Okay, that's is, my instinct. How about just yeah, a well. nice, yeah, just a nice recon mission. Okay. See what's get the lay of the land. That is my instinct as well. Okay, um, Moonshine, you go into a gaseous form. Uh, you guys see Moonshine just turns into a little cloud of smoke. Um, y'all, do y'all want to say something about like? Um, doing a hookah or yeah. <laughs> lighting some incense. Whoa, hard one. What a huge doobie. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, brother, we're going to be in here a while. At least I'm going to get baked. Watch this smoke ring. Can I make That's sure incredible. That, can I make sure that I smell like marijuana? <laughs> can I do a performance to see if I can smell like yes. marijuana? Can we try, play like a Bob Marley song on New Betsy and the Woodblock? I got a nat one for smelling like, um, for smelling like. You don't smell like weed. Marijuana. This is the least dank <laughs> okay. weed anyone has ever smoked. That I'm baking on Corden being such a dweeb that he doesn't know what it smells like. Is that marijuana? It just smells like cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, uh, bro. You might get a contact high. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, sounds super nervous. Um, you can come in and enjoy this if you want. Moonshine, go ahead and give me a stealth check. 26. Yes. Okay. So, Moonshine, okay. you pass through the little hole in the lock, and you emerge on the other side, and Cordon is going to do a perception check. You see that Cordon is looking through like a little eye hole. Um, his eye hole is like super, super low. You see there's like a little hole way low down in the door. Um, and you fly. Pervert. I wrote four sports. He's a perv. <laughs> you fly I turn my back to the door. down the tower and get back to this great hall. It's empty. Before it was full of all of these enchanted objects having lively conversations and everything. But after Tulane dismissed them they have not come back this room is empty you use a gaseous form to get under the door to enter the chamber that Tulane had gone through go ahead and give me a perception check 17 17 you hear deep down the hallway in a room down the hall with another closed door you hear her yelling going you came here and attacked me. You should consider yourself lucky that your essence will live on in the horde of the dragon god. Some of your co-conspirators were not so lucky. Um, and you hear shouts of protests from somebody who sounds like they're Hector? in something. It's unintelligible. Does it sound like Hector? We know his voice anywhere. Um, <laughs> know that voice anywhere. You, you can't see or tell right now. I suppose I will get a little bit closer. I do. I do feel as though I've gathered the intel that I needed to gather. If she's got them locked up, sorry, I'm just walking through what I'm thinking. If she's got them locked up, that implies to me that they are not working together. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But I suppose I should... Get visual confirmation? Yes, I suppose I should go a little closer. Sweet. Are we still in rapport spores range? No. Yeah, I think I think you guys okay. are getting a little far out. Cool. Um, Bev and Hard One, is there anything you guys would like to do up in the room while all this is happening? Would I be able to resummon Jaw Jaw without uh, alerting uh, Cordon? Oh, certainly. Cool. Um, then I will do that. Um, I go into the bathroom uh, and I get in the bathtub and I fill it with water. <laughs> oh, cute. oh, hey, Dad. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, you know what? You stood up to those bullies and I'm proud of you. Thanks. They they pushed me around, Dad. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more. I'm here now and I'll always be here. And what you did took more courage than I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot. Oh, thanks, Dad. Uh, you see, starts swimming around the little bathtub. <laughs> I feed him some fish food. Moonshine, you and your gaseous form 
slide under the door into this room. You see a room filled with strange arcane technology, all of it covered in gold. It basically looks like a like tackier version of Alanis's lab. There are pods lining the walls with circular glass windows that let you see into them. They are all connected through various tubing to a big circular machine in the center of the room. Moonshine, go ahead and give me a perception check. 21. 21. Nice. Moonshine, you see that the pods are all empty, except for two. Are there three empty ones? Um, there, there looks like there's like eight pods in here. Yeah. Mm. Um, you see two of them are full. You see Barrett Brisden is banging on the glass. You see um, he looks malnourished and sweaty and messed up, and he's banging on the glass. You don't understand. What's the, what's the goddess finds out about this? You'll pay. <laughs> the only goddess here is me. Um, awesome. And it's kind of hot. <laughs> uh, Moonshine, you see another person <laughs> banging on the pod next to Brisden. Let me out! Let me the fuck out! This is fucking bullshit! You see Luna <gasps> stuck in the pod <gasps> trying to get out. Is Luna wearing chosen attire? We know that Luna was considering going undercover with them. She mm. is not wearing chosen armor. Both of them look super messed up. And Luna is not in her werewolf form. It looks like there might be something preventing her from doing that. Or perhaps the fact that you guys are in this magical little pocket plane there might not be a moon she might not be able to do it but she's got like her yellow eyes like when she went into kind of like pissed off mode and she's trying to get out but her hair looks all like matted and sweaty and messed up and everything and you even think all of Theala's followers disappeared when she did her yeah. Big thing. So These guys. Like, like Luna doesn't have wings, right? No. So that would mean that she didn't. But Barrett mm. Brisden did. You get the immediate sense. These guys, these guys probably have been in here for weeks. Okay. Oh. Um, I get the fuck out of there and I head back. You gaseous form back under the door. Um, you hear the banging of the pods uh, continue to go. You also see um, uh, she had her the like genie there that you guys had seen when you guys first went in the room and you see as you're leaving she turns to him and she goes Elzebor we'll do this one today um, and I'm going to roll a pure luck check to see if oh. she decides on uh, Barrett Brisden or Luna <gasps> um, you know what let's have who wants to roll not I if no one wants to do it I will do it but I would not offer my Emily, you do it so that you can rub it in Murph's face when you roll the right one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll say one through 10 is bad. That will be um, Luna. And 11 through 20 will be Barrett Briston. 19, baby. Woo! Yes! Woo! Luna, I too. saved you and you don't even know it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to roll it just to see what I would have gotten. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good idea. Oh, 16. Okay. okay. All right. Ben, All right. We've got Wow. Wow. Okay. It was Luna meant to be. Lives, baby. Your story's not over. <laughs> you see, she nods to her genie. Um, Elzebor 
pulls out a greatsword and places it in a compartment in the machine. Um, he then turns into a gaseous form and enters the machine, causing it to glow blue. Tulane walks over and pulls a lever, and there are all of these crackles of arcane energy going into the pod that Barrett Brisden is in, and he goes, No, no, you can't do this! I am the Chosen of the Allah! I am the Chosen of the Allah! You see flashes of blue as if there's like a storm in Brisden's pod. Um, and after a moment, he has disappeared. A storm. <gasps> what if it just turns them into dragons? You saw the Jin put like a sword into the... Th oh, he's turning. Oh. She's taking their sentience and putting it into oh. objects. Yep. It's infusing them. I see. Oh, all of those people, all, all of those of objects that we're talking with, they're all prisoners. They're not, I don't even think they're prisoners, though, because then they would probably speak more. I wonder if she is taking the gift of sentience, the gift of self-awareness, oh, the gift of intelligence, and transferring and making them it art into the lovers. objects. Damn, she's beauty and the beast. I know. Um, all right, yeah, I, I fucking float my 10 feet of speed out the, out of there as fast as I can, which, again, is 10 feet of speed. Sweet. Um, so Moonshine takes a really long time. Um, <laughs> we get through all of It's a Crazy Game of Poker by OAR. <laughs> Jaja and I are harmonizing. The smoke shapes Moonshine. <laughs> and then, like, I sort of, like, fill out, like, cartoon character, like, like. <laughs> We're going to need a a really greasy fiddle handoff. So. <laughs> yeah. Keep playing. Without keep playing, missing keep a keep stroke. Playing, keep playing. Okay. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I lost it all. <laughs> I lost it all. All right. So, so what's going on? Okay. So, I went down there. She has some sort of arcane laboratory where. She is taking, I don't know if it is the souls or the mere, uh, the mere uh, gift of sentience that she is robbing from people to imbue in her magical items. My instinct is it's the latter because none of the items were saying, I'm a prisoner and I hate my life. Basically, she's taking, she's putting, turning people into objects. And Ugh. Barrett Brisden is now a sword. Huh, serves him right. And... <laughs> I there's a little blast from the past down there. Luna is in there. What? And oh, I'm hoping that this is some sort of ability that requires an amount of electricity that we at least have Luna for the day. That we at least have a day to try to figure out how to save Luna. Luna's in there. This glittering lady, hot though she may be, we and I do believe that there is some goodness to her, perhaps. But we're in a dangerous situation is what I'm trying to say. Do you think we should wait until dinner and try and engage her there? Or should we make our move now? Great. Then you know what? Let's invite Cordon in. Uh, get him incapacitated. We don't want a commotion in the hallway. I think we should try and get him in the room and then maybe put him in the mm -hmm. bathtub or something like that. Maybe, maybe turn the water on so he can't scream. Okay, let's just try to lock him because I, I don't actively want to hurt him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. How do we get... Okay, let's get him in here. Oh, well, fiddlesticks. I broke a string on my fiddle. Well, oh, Dan, we're dang. not going to be able to do our performance if we don't have a working <laughs> fiddle and none of us know how to restring after, it. After Tulane, I said I cannot wait to hear more of that fiddle. 
Mm. Cordon, could Fuck. you perhaps get us a golden string? I'm sure that um, the lady has one lying around and would love no, to. No, no. She probably doesn't have any strings at all. He wouldn't no, know how no, to string no. it anyway. We'll You're have right. to figure this out ourselves. Oh, we could probably use one of the threads in the bed. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me a group deception check. That is a 23. Yo. A 23. Um, after a moment, you hear... Cordon fiddling with the door outside. Oh, do not touch the sheets. Do not touch the sheets. Um, you see Great Cordon, idea, Beverly. Cordon enters the room. Can I have Jaja like right above the door? Uh, and as soon as Cordon enters, uh, he just falls on top of Cordon. Sorry, just to be clear. Epic so prank. he's at, he is in a bucket of water. He's in a literal bucket of water, right? He's he needs in water. a giant bucket of water okay, that I fashioned you. using minor illusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead and make an attack roll for Jaja to essentially grapple him or like a strength okay. check. And strength check. I'm going to go into a rage just in case this doesn't work because then I'll be able to have advantage on strength checks and I can try just in case it doesn't work. I'm going to pick up new Betsy and start fiddling so uh, nobody's alerted to this noise. Okay. <laughs> well, it's the loudest fiddling I've ever heard. Uh, that's a 21 strength check. Sweet. Um, okay, that's going to work. You guys see um, as Cordon scrambles to enter, yelling at you guys not to t- not to cut up the sheets, um, <laughs> Jaja collapses on him, Balnor slams the door closed behind him, and he is pinned under Jaja and starts squirming. What are you doing? Do you mean to do harm to the to the lady of the castle? We invite you into her home. What is this? We're not going to do her any harm. We just need to ask her something group to goddess. Just just us. We look this is not normal, Cordon, to invite guests over. You didn't invite us into your home. You imprisoned us in your home the second you locked that door. Okay? We're not fools. That's also true. I'm not going to maintain an <laughs> illusion that you didn't even try to maintain. Yes, we want some pre-dinner drinks yeah. with the goddess. Not It's yeah. cocktail hour, buddy. It's cocktail hour. <laughs> uh, you see Cordon from under Jaja sneers. We do not take orders from those who should be honored to be in a gold dragon's horde. <sighs> you see, he lets out a little hiss. And you see he begins expanding. And um, you see he quickly pushes Jaja off him, stands up, is about eight feet tall, turns into this gold dragonborn um, wearing like plate mail with a large sword to his side. Um, And he draws a sword and he holds it towards you. We need to talk to the glittering lady. The world is at stake. You can let us pass, or we can prove to you why we're the heroes that are right for this job. Everybody go ahead and roll this. Okay, so, okay, yeah. yeah. I got a 21. That's a 14. Uh, 17. Moonshine, you act first with a 21. You see as Bev makes that threat at the very end, um, Cordon lunges forward, but you're a little quicker on the jump. Okay. It wasn't a threat. It was just aggressive diplomacy. <laughs> okay, then um, I guess I'll just uh, guardian of nature. And actually, I'll just I'll just go into fungal form. That's all I'll do. Okay. And I'll do guardian of nature on my hat. Sweet. Um, moonshine goes into fungal form. Wait, if I do that, then at least Pawpaw gets to attack. Nice. Pawpaw's I didn't the first want a guardian. One. I didn't want to go into fungal form because I thought that it would seem aggressive, but. Uh, hey, he changed forms on us. <laughs> yeah, he changed forms on us. I sh- should have done it before him. Okay. Talk about Two-Faced. Oh, Papa's next to me. So does a 24 hit? Yes. 
13 damage, 16 damage. 16 damage. Pawpaw gets up, bites into him. You see and his scales spread out, and uh, Pawpaw's able to draw some blood. Oh, get this little rat off of me. 16 damage, and I'm also going to assume this dude ain't going to be slinging uh, spells uh, for now, at least. So I'm going to do also my 24 damage. You spores him for 24. You see the acid eating away at his scales. Oh, small folks, so savage. Dang, your gold <laughs> looks like it could use a polish, huh? You look like you could use a polish in your Ooh. manner. <laughs> You're the one who started this. I wasn't, go I didn't oh, go I into started it. You dropped a turtle on me. I you thought, dropped a big turtle on me. Yeah, it that's was true. a joke, dude. Yeah, oh my gosh. I Calm down. Hate jokes. <laughs> um, Bev, that's your turn. There's no helping him. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I'll try to, since uh, we're all in a small room and there's not a lot of movement needed, uh, maybe I'll see if I can get Jaja to uh, press on him again to give me advantage on attacks. Um, okay, so yeah, he, so he's he's just helping you, yeah. Just help action. Great. So Jaja um, uh, drops down on him again. Oh, you know I hate that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you fell for it twice. It's hilarious the second time. Okay, uh, does a... 25 hit. Yes. Um, and I'll go ahead and do a uh, second level smite on this one. Great. Cool. Uh, that's 17 on the first hit. Cut into him. Burst of holy energy. Uh, the wings on Bird Slayer extend out, and I say, well, you're not exactly a bird, but you'll have to do. I hate birds. Wow, I'm a bird owner. On this, we are united, my friend. Yeah, seriously, why didn't you just side with us? Especially why do you have to crows. be doing weird uh. arcane laboratory shit? Uh, that's a 30 to hit. Hits. Uh, 15 more damage. This is hard because he was so cute when we first met him. He's yeah. still he's still pretty cute. He's very charismatic. <laughs> now he's just tall and handsome. <sighs> so he's kind of hot. Yeah. Is he still wearing his butler outfit? Did it stretch with him? Uh, he just has a little bow tie, but the rest of him <laughs> is... Whoa. He does look like a dragonborn so He looks knight. like a, a giant gold stripper right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to specify, but actually what I'm seeing is he still has a bow tie and a cummerbund. Everything yeah. else went away, yes, but the exactly. cummerbund is also still there. He is so proper... He doesn't even know what a stripper is, so he it is completely <laughs> lost on him. What? What are you talking about? Shit, Moonshine, welcome to your bachelorette. I look like a gentleman knight. Yeah. I'm a gentleman knight. <laughs> Does he look like a draconic Channing Tatum? How dare you? Um, uh, he does because he's buff. Um, he's going to go ahead and take... Channing Tatum's most identifiable feature. Yeah. He's buff. If you're buff, you look like Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, he's going to take a couple cracks at Bev. You see, first thing he does is bonus action. You see, he holds his sword out and um, it begins glowing with a gold aura. Looks like he has some kind of smite thing. Oh, sick um, aura. I will show you how to fight with class and honor. Damn, look at that <laughs> hip movement. Swings on Bev. I don't um, know how a dragon can have abs, but he does, and I love it. <laughs> uh, first one is a 20 to hit. Um, that misses. Nice. Um, misses. You block with your sword. Bird Slayer gets in the way. He sneers as he gets close to you. Uh, that is a 26 to hit on the next That's attack. That's going to hit. Okay. I'll just get all the attacks out at once. And the last one is a 24 to hit. So he hits twice. Jaja rushes to my aid, and I, I tell him to stand down. I'll take the hits. <laughs> all right, Dad. <laughs> I don't like to see you getting bullied. This isn't bullying. He's dancing for me. This is a private show. <laughs> Across 
both attacks with this smiting thing, he does 67 damage to you. Whoa. Oh. Josh, I'll be ready next time. (laughs) All right, boss. 67? 67, yeah. Hard one, that is your turn. You, the smallest one of all. (laughs) Easy does it. Uh, I might might be a little smaller than you, but I think I'm at least twice as sexy. I'm going (laughs) to sashay with my hammer spinning around. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And do sort of like, uh, hold it like a baton, uh, do river dance towards him, and then swing three times. Nice. 30 and a 32, and then the other is a 19. Does a 19 hit him? Uh, All three hit. Oh, wow. 19 does hit. Interesting. So that's 71 damage. Damn. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, you see he has his armor. It looks like he's wearing armor, but his scales are just so thick. Uh, hard one, you smash your hammer into his chest and you feel it cave a little bit. And you see it spread and you see a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth. Not so sexy now, are you? Unrefined, but effective, I'll admit. <laughs> Delightfully tacky yet unrefined, yes. Uh, I'm going to bet on our diplomacy and hope that I don't have to use my second action surge against the glittering lady, so I'm going to use it right now. Whoa. Okay, yeah, you surge, and I'm going to hoard my spells because I am yeah. a little spell poor and a little nervous. Okay, that's, all three of those are also going to hit. That's a 26, a 30, Jesus. and a 22. Okay. 66 damage. Ooh, you see he goes from looking... Very tough to looking not on death's door, but injured, breathing heavy, blood coming out of the side of his mouth. Um, That is Balnor's turn. Balnor will go at him. A nice mature stripper. (laughs) Um, Balnor hits twice for a total of 29 damage. Show him how it's done. And that is back around to Moonshine. Okay, as I said, I'm not spell poor, but I feel like we may need some spells, so I'm just gonna keep attacking. I am going to rage because my hat is concentrating on my spell. Okay. Dope. Nice. Uh, so I am going to rage, and I'm going to also take a gamble and great weapon master. Oh, Take okay. Take the minus five. Nice. Nat 20. Oh, I just grit. I grit, which means I'm going to get another attack after this. Jesus. Wow. Son, kill this wow. stripper, Moonshine. <laughs> well, I can't do the kind of damage that y'all can, but when I crit, it feels good. <laughs> but when you crit. 44 damage. Then I get to attack again. Awesome. Also going to hit. So 44 damage then 35 damage, then I spores him for 24, then Papa goes in there. Oh my God. <laughs> Get out, dude. And Papa gets a 23 to hit. Jesus. So then Papa does, oh, Papa rolled really well. Papa does another 17 damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> Critting with Papa. Great Weapon Master and buffed. Oh, I didn't even add my rage. You guys take this guy from looking super buff and healthy and fearsome to looking incredibly <laughs> tired and injured to moonshine you take him down to death's door and then you see papa latches onto his neck and cordon um falls down onto his back um would you like to do lethal damage or what would you like to do to him you see um blood uh is coming out of the side of his mouth and he goes Ooh. go on then do it do it 
If I was you, maybe I would, but I say we just tie him up and put him in the bathtub. Yep. Yeah. Don't. He's not going to fit right now. Don't put. <laughs> don't put me in the bathtub. <laughs> You're going in the bathtub. You're a real tragic Mike, and you deserve to go in the bathtub. Yeah. The thing is, I think you'd get. I think you'd be into it if we killed you for a righteous cause. So instead, we're going to put you in the bathtub for no good reason. <laughs> Hit the showers. Hit the showers. Do we want to tie him up and everything? Yeah. I mean, yeah, does let's anyone tie else? Him up with, let's tear all the bed sheets and tie them up, though. That'll no, really no, fuck yeah. it. Don't touch those. Don't touch those. Oh, the thread count's so high. No, stop. Wow. Stop. If you're going to do that, let me get the spare sheets. <laughs> There's spare sheets, too. We'll get those also. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, you open uh, cabinets and you find all these sheets um, and you tie up Cordon and throw him in the bathtub. Does everyone feel good about this? Was anyone thinking we should finish him off? I, part of it is no, that no, I think I, he's kind of cute, so I like him a little bit. My goal is still to win to win this lady over if yeah. we, if we mm-hmm. possibly and can. And if it so, comes up, we can say, yes, we battled because he began a battle yeah. with us because you also locked us up, but we showed mercy because we want. Okay, cool, cool. Yep, that's right. Great. Um, hard one, can you get a quick painting of us showing mercy? Yeah, I'll do, I do a quick oil painting uh, of us showing mercy and I hang it above the bed. <laughs> Disgusting. More evidence. <laughs> a raw, untethered style. I hate it. Um, I put some, I put some, uh, some floating mushrooms on lily pads in the uh, bathtub. <laughs> I am not a frog. <laughs> I stack some Fig Newtons right on his chest in case he wants to frog them in with his tongue. I upper deck the toilet real quick before we go to. Please shit in the correct part of the toilet if you're going to shit while I'm in here. I did. I shit exactly on the, on the upper deck. Just I this- look in my pocket for a good uh, for a good peace frog bumper sticker and I slam it on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if you got a peace rock bumper sticker, I'm gonna want one too. Okay. Well, senior frog, it's one. been a pleasure. Uh sweet. Um, so you guys have this giant tied up dragonborn um in a bathtub. Um, what do you guys do? Moonshine, should we head back to that room you were telling us about? Yeah, I think we should. Everyone, uh, I'm gonna stay in my fungal form. Hopefully she doesn't understand that that's an act of aggression from me. I can just pretend well, she, you like... You know, you gave her mushrooms and she loved it. So yes, if anything... I yeah. gave her mushrooms, sort of like so I'll be are, like, oh, you like that? How about more of that? Yeah. We dressed and, up for dinner. That's what we did. Yeah. We dressed up for cocktail hour. <laughs> yeah, so everyone, like, I think keep your shit activated, but let's maybe just pretend like we wanted to come have cocktails before dinner. Can I call and hide my dwarf daddies? <gasps> Go ahead and give me a deception check. <gasps> That's really fun. Hey guys, just like low key party. We're gonna try to sneak you guys in through the back door. That's a fifteen. Okay. All right, man. I'll be cool. I'll be so quiet. I just want the party. We're just here to party. That's all. I take the bow tie off of Cordon and I put it on Jaw Jaw okay. to act like he's an honored guest. Oh yes, <laughs> like we're dressing up for cocktail mm-hmm. hour, and that yes. is our. We just came to party. That That's is all. the entirety of our intentions in this moment. Indeed. What you don't like to party? Maybe. Um. Maybe we should show up with cocktails. That's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe we show up with mixers and like a light buzz. Not like we're yeah. out of not out of control, but just like yeah. I want to show up a little loose. Okay, we get like yeah. a little crick water like, like socially going. Socially lubricated, yeah. Yeah, let's look for some vessels <laughs> so that we're showing up really as in disguise yeah. as possible. I huff the cocktail a little as we're brewing it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make sure it's good. 
Okay. So yeah, I guess let's go to the place where she was. Sweet. Are you guys stealthing or being sneaky or rushing? What are you guys doing? This may be wrong, but I don't know, y'all. I I do still kind of believe in the diplomatic angle. If she had if she had turned Luna into a sword, maybe I wouldn't believe in the diplomatic yeah. angle. Although she, she is she going to turn. She killed one of our enemies. Yeah. Yeah, she killed one of our. I don't know. Okay, um, we're all in agreement. I don't sweet. need to worry D- about this. Diplomacy till we die. You guys. <laughs> Walk down the hallway. As we're walking, though, I do want to keep an eye out for, like, anyone who might be spying on us or would mm-hmm. attack us. Yeah. Like a harp or a toaster or yeah, maybe, like, exactly. an end table with eyes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nefarious fucking toaster. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Ooh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. That is going to be a 30. Yo. I have uh, plus let's use my five. Let's, let's. <laughs> um, you do see that there is a potted plant that is looking at you. Um, oh, this is so fucked up. Can I? Can I just kill the potted plant? <gasps> not kill, no, like uh, knock it out. I'll drape my, I can. I can drape my cloak over it yeah. or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could do that. Ah, just, stop. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Uh, you, you throw a, a, a cloak over the Trust me, it's better than the alternative, buddy. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know. Okay, yeah, we keep going. We, drape, we drape the potted plant and keep going. Y'all sure you didn't Bal- want... Sure? just pockets, just goes, I mean, just in the bag. It's a plant. It doesn't... I mean, it oh, it needs sunlight it needs and stuff, but it'll probably be fine for well, All right, put it in hour. there and then everybody breathe in the bag to give it a little uh, CO2. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, just the bag to water it. for yeah. the future, if we could have a sentient potted plant, that actually is really, really something I'm into. Same. Oh, yeah. I love looking after animals and plants and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's my great joy. Yeah. Nurturing is the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of you, hard one. Um, Balnor puts a potted plant into the, um, into the bag. Nice. And you guys continue down the tower. And when you enter this main hall again, uh, you see that none of the other beings are around, but you do see that Tulane uh, has just re-entered from um, the hallway that she was down. Um, and she sees you guys as you enter, and she goes, Oh, did Cordon send you down already? Dinner is not ready yet. Well, we thought about it'd be nice to do a cocktail hour. Yeah. Dinner. It's a, it's sort of it's like a you, tradition. You've shown us hospitality, and so like our hospitality is like a cocktail hour, like a traveling one. Yep. I start shaking two martini shakers. <laughs> uh, guys, go ahead and give me a deception check. That is going to be a 16. You see she narrows her eyes. What have you done with Cordon? All right. Um... I'll be playing with you. Cordon tried to lock us in a room, which we felt like that was a really strange thing. And so it made us kind of not trust him. I don't know what your relationship, if you trust your employees or not, but I didn't, I'm assuming that you did not intend for him to do something like that. I don't know if he felt threatened by our presence. Perhaps me being so forthcoming about Melora made him turn on us, but your employee did do that to us. So we didn't want to rat him out to you, but... And you know what? Slight aside, because uh, we're a little miffed that we got locked in a room, but it's fine. Uh, we just give a lot of a shit about the realm of Bohemia and Melora. So we didn't feel like sticking around in the room and waiting was was what we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Time isn't on our side in this. We really yeah, we have to talk to you. Really wanted to talk to you more. 
You guys see she begins slowly walking towards you. It is just like the followers of Melora to bend over backwards for the plight of the small folk at the cost of everyone else. You come to my home, my prison. You attack my butler, and you want me to give you my heart, the thing that gave me the power to become a gold dragon, a dragon lost because the followers of Melora let the giants kill them off? If you want my heart, you can do what your goddess did and break it yourself. You see her face begins to extend as she morphs and expands into the form of a gold dragon. Wow. There was no diplomatic option. There was no <laughs> diplomatic option. We did our best. We tried diplomacy. We tried. We really tried. Let we it be really known. We gave it a go. Hey, Tulane, let it be known we tried. <laughs> Melora won once, and she's about to do it again. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. All righty. Ooh. 11. 16. That is a natural one. I came to party. And I'm going to fucking party. <laughs> oh, man, you huffed a lot more than you said. Um, Can I see as she was changing? Did it look like a spell or did it look more like a wild shape? Gold dragons can just turn themselves into In humanoids. Okay. It, it sounds like from what she just told you that she used her divine heart to make herself a gold dragon because she loved dragons. I see. As she turns into this giant gold dragon, you guys also see that... Um, the world around you begins to change because this is all kind of her magic fairy tale place. You see the beautiful day outside. It instantly turns dark and creepy and it begins raining outside. The band of boobs stand before an ancient gold dragon on initiative 20. That is the glittering lady's lair action. You see, she fixes her gaze on moonshine. You guys are in this dark room right now. There's no natural light outside. You see her eyes begin to glow gold and begin to swirl. Moonshine, go ahead and give me a charisma saving throw. Ooh, that's going to be a dirty 20. Oh, nope, a 25 if I get to add five. <laughs> Your eyes meet her gaze, and you feel yourself start to lose consciousness and begin to awaken in like this weird flickering reality. It looks like for a second you're in the Fey Wild in some like strange area of the Fey Wild, and then you come back um, and find yourself back in this castle. Why'd you go after me, huh? I remind you of her. You don't remind me of anyone. That is... Beverly's turn. I I draw my sword. Uh, I feel like she's not listening to reason right now, so we're going to need to at least, you know, show her the reason of steel for a moment. So <laughs> I I rush forward. Uh, I hop on Jaw-Jaw's back uh, so I can use his movement, and, and I get right up in the mix. Uh, and as I slash at her, I say, you've built yourself a beautiful palace, but it's a palace of lies nonetheless. This is a painting. It's what you want to see, not the truth. And if you won't let us open your eyes, then I'm, I'm sorry, but we'll have to take what you have by force. Uh, and I attack. I got a 25. That hits. Oh boy, running low on smites. Uh, I'll do a first level one though. Uh, 19 damage on the first hit. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna true strike on this one. Okay. I got a 
20! <laughs> I charge my sword up with holy energy and I say, It's time you broke through this canvas and saw what was really at stake. Uh, and I slash into her. Fuck yeah. 50 damage. Ooh. And now Jaja's gonna breathe uh, steam on her. Okay, Dad. <laughs> it's kind of nice that you became a father. This is a big dragon. You can't Dad. take so much without giving a little, you know. It's it's a lot of responsibility, but I'm, I'm doing my best, you know. I think you're doing a great job. You would dare imprison this this beautiful dragon turtle baby? Oh shit! I'm not imprisoned. It's my dad. Uh, I, I point to her and say, Jaja, use your breath weapon, if you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, she's, what kind of check does she make? I look at Pawpaw and I say, you are a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, oh, it's a constitution saving throw, uh, DC 13. Probably gonna pass this. Yes, she passes. Cool. Ah, so you chose not to. I respect that decision, Jaja. <laughs> I tried. I think she still takes half. Uh, 11 damage. Sweet. Can I take a bonus action real quick? Uh, yeah. I'll just go ahead and cast Shield of Faith on Moonshine. Sweet. Woo! What's that mean? Uh, just plus two AC. Ooh! Cool. Shout out to the two crew twice. Uh, that's my new AC. As as Bev holds his hand up um, and puts a holy shield in front of Moonshine, you see the gold dragon sneers. You're all friends now, but just wait and see what happens when you have to start making difficult decisions. When you have to choose between your friendship and the world and the things you believe in, and maybe then you won't be shielding each other. She's going to flap a wing down as a legendary action. Uh, just says that and then tries to smack you just <laughs> stupidly with a wing. Um, Anticlimactic! <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> dragon beats its wings. Each creature within 15 feet of the dragon must succeed on a DC 25 saving throw. Um, so it's just Bev right now because Bev's okay. the first one who ran up. Dex saving throw. Dex. Okay. Oh, great. I get to use my shield on this. Next. Yeah, so you hold your shield up and you use it to try to block the wind that's coming at you. Ugh, just a 21. A 21. Not enough. Jaw Jaw and um, Bev are blown back by the force of this massive wing. Um, you guys uh, hit the ground hard for 18 damage and skitter across the floor and land like at hard one in Moonshine's feet. Ugh. That is the gold dragon's turn. I've set you up now to smelt you into beautiful golden figures for my garden. Um, you are making this hard to work with you. Real quick, how do I check to see if concentration holds? It's half the damage? Half of the or? damage. So that would be nine, uh, and I got to roll a con check against nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a 14. Uh, Great. Yeah, nine you're damage. Good, yeah. Great, I'm good. Okay. So, um, Bev, even though you're, uh, like, knocked down and injured, um, mm. even though you feel yourself hurt, you hold your hand up and maintain the shield on Moonshine. It appears as a little spectral bow tie right on her <laughs> neck. <laughs> um, Bev, this is stylish. Then Tulane, um is first going to use her frightful presence. Everybody go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. With advantage because of Hero's Bev. Feast. Yeah. Oh shit! I you guys are immune to fear. Is it when immune? You have, or is it, it might be immune. See, um, a cre creature is cured of all diseases and poison becomes ah 
none of us even need to roll because we are immune to being frightened. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Fucking oh, still honestly, thinking about that breakfast. Yeah. yeah. We all burp up a little bit of breakfast burrito. <laughs> Uh, Sulfur, baby. I feel just like safe. All the beans swirling inside me. The power, the power of friendship saves you once again. Um, <laughs> Bev keeps the shield going. You guys all burp and are reminded of the delicious heroes feast that Moonshine prepared this morning. Um, and your resolve is steeled, um, and you are not frightened. Um, <laughs> but everybody, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw as she lets out um, a breath of fire onto all of you. For Moonshine, that is going to be a 20. Uh, I got a 23. Uh, the Dirty 20 for me as well. Do we get to add anything for Beverly for the deck save? Plus five. Oh, then I got a 28. Okay. If you're within 10 feet of me. Papa got a 25. Okay. Papa and Hard One are able to kind of roll out of the way. Um, I'll even say uh, Papa like jumps up and uh, tackles Hard One as the breath is coming. <laughs> Thank you for always being there for me, my possum brother. Um, ooh, it is actually fire damage. So Bev, you are resistant. Everyone takes 34, except for Moonshine who takes 67. 67. Jaja's down. You guys see Jaja. Disappears out of existence. Uh, My son! Wow. My sweet, strong son! You killed one of your kind, huh? A better Mad bait. at Mad at him. Yeah. Um, okay. First off, I just want to ask you real quick. What? Is this a prison? Is this such a prison? Y'all, like, this plane? I, I'm genuinely asking because I'm curious. Because what you're saying makes me feel a little bit sad. And so I want to understand. Is this demi-plane? Is this a prison? Yes, the dragons. Is it a prison because you don't have access to a world where you can eat small folk? Or is there literally, if you fly in a certain direction, you can reach the edge of this world? Melora gave me a choice, and I sided with the dragons, and I was banished here. What was the choice she gave you? What did she? How did she phrase it? I want to understand this from other than just your perspective. She saw wisdom in the gods' original decision to not intervene on the material plane. To not intervene And I saw it differently. Save. I think we should use our powers for good. So you got banished because you tried to fight the humans for the sake of the dragons. She nods. Okay, well, this is only going to hurt if you insist on continuing to fight us. And I touch her and I cast Contagion. Oh! Ooh. <laughs> So, so she's going to need to do it at the end of each of her turns. So she automatically gets the, uh, which disease do you want to do? I'm going to do, I'm going to do flesh rot. You see? I mean, like I, there is like a temptation to do something really personal and make it her so that she can't fly. But if she mm. keep, if she insists on fighting us, we're going to need all the help we can get. So if you're doing flesh rot, yeah, you see her scales begin to dull as this strange film develops over her. What have you done? What have you done to me? The beauty, the beauty of the gold dragon. If you insist upon fighting us, this will get worse and worse until it starts to hurt. At the end of your turn. And I'm not going to spores her. And Papa is not going to attack. Okay. Just to try to make a show of diplomacy. She <laughs> is going to... Um, use a legendary action to take a tail attack on you, Moonshine. 
That hits. That's a 31 to hit. 19 damage to you, Moonshine. Um, You are walloped in the stomach um, with this tail. Uh, That is Hard One's turn. Strange, because what I did to you, I can just, at a moment's notice, undo, but I don't think you're going to give me those hit points back, You're just like the others who came before. You're here for my heart. We're here for your help. Oh, I like that. We're not... We're not just trying to use you for your heart. I understand, we all understand that you made hard decisions and you think that we haven't been put to the test, but this guy fought his dad. This elf right here killed her fucking aunt. I lost my girlfriend. She's got a new boyfriend in heaven, by the way, so that fucking hurts. I'm just saying, we've we've been put through the ringer and we're still trying to save the world. If you're going to try to fight us, we're going to fight you. Uh, So fuck it. I'm going to swing my hammer at her. (laughs) No, that's good. That's the right instinct. That is two crits. Jesus. Wow. Uh, And does a 20, does a dirty 20 hit her? A dirty 20 does not hit her. Mm. Okay. So. Wow. Look at that. 67 damage. And I get to roll two more times because of great, great weapon. Oh God, because of great rep- weapons fighting. Great weapon master. Great weapons fighting. Great weapon master. Hello. What happens if I crit again? I think Good it's, it's Lord. the language of great weapon master is that it's a as, as a bonus action. Yeah, so you get another. Yeah. So I'm uh, saying so, like you only so, get yeah. one. So I think just, they do that. Just do so your happened. crit damage. Yeah. yeah. Fifty nine damage. Ooh. And then the dwarf daddies. Right. She'll make a wisdom saving throw. I invited them to the party. Um, was are we still being quiet? Are we still thinking this might be <laughs> no, 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 no. Party's out. The party's <laughs> on. Party's over. Party's over, everyone. Everybody go home. Um, she is going to make a wisdom saving throw. She got a ooh, only a fourteen. Uh, DC on it is fifteen, so she fails. Um, wow. She will take your um. Ooh, it's like five d eight. Yeah, okay. and they fuck. They uh, that's thirty two. Okay, she'll um she'll have it. Uh, burn a legendary resistance. Yes, yes. Thank you, God. <laughs> God is good, Melora. I just saw you. I just it saw worked. you in this woman's pain. Um, yeah, hard one. You see, as you make this plea to her, you see she is affected by it, but she it just angers her, and she sneers. Um, and you wind up and you swing into her with all the might and the resolve of the heroes of Bohemia um, and do quite a bit of damage to her. She is going to go ahead and once again do another wing attack. So this is only going to affect Hard One and Moonshine because um, you guys are up close. Mm. Um, so she bats her wings at you guys. Uh, go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. Ooh, yeah. 27. Do we get Bev's aura? No, because he's back. Okay. Yeah. He has not gone since he got 15. knocked back. Oh, then, you know, without Bev's aura, I got a 22. Okay. Both of you guys are blown back and knocked prone. Um, oh. And you guys both take 16 damage. Okay. Um, and you guys crash on the floor next to Bev. Oh, gosh. As this giant gold dragon begins flying up in the air. That is Balnor's turn. Uh, Murph, real quick, I just want to let you know, I rolled constitution on that last hit I took, uh, and Shield of Faith did drop, unfortunately. Got it. Okay. Cool. So you guys see the My shield. My tie disappears. You guys yeah. see the shield <laughs> in front of Moonshine disappears. Your greatest indignity yet, lady. She goes, see, your friends 
will fail you. You've got no taste. Your paintings are tacky. Your mural sucks. How dare you? <laughs> that is Balnor's turn. She has, after using the wing attack, she's able to use 15 feet of flying movement. Balnor is forced to throw javelins. Throw them like moonshine. Like hard one through moonshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight spiral, baby. Make them sing. Balnor hits um, with a John Elway vortex javelin um, for <laughs> big nine damage. <laughs> Actually, it's even ha- it's halved because it's not a magical weapon. Oh, wow. Uh, that was embarrassing, guys. <laughs> Nobody tell anyone I did that. Um, I've come so far, and yet here I am. Um, on initiative 20, we are back up to the lair action. Um, You see she begins glowing gold and gets like the golden eyes that she had before and her eyes begin to roll back. Um, And then you see a third eye appear in the middle of her head and you don't know what that does. Did it look like a spell? Um, No, it's a lair action. Okay. Um, That is Beverly's turn. I think I'll just attack if that's okay with y'all. Yeah. Great. Sweet. Yep. She Great. is. Um, you'll need to use Misty Step or something to like fly up into the air because she's up in the air right now. Gladly. Um, I address her. Uh, I make my voice as loud as possible and try not to crack. Uh, and I say, don't you see? We don't want this either. If this heart means so much to you, we'll give it back when we're done. We have work to do. We can't stay in some palace surrounded by sycophants we have things that need to happen things that need to be done people we need to save uh and as i'm talking i misty step and the last line is from behind her neck awesome fuck yes uh that is a 22 to hit um that hits great i'll use my last uh first level smite Ooh. 29 on the first hit. Sweet. Um, yeah, you stab in with this first hit. Divine Smite. Send a shock of radiant energy through her. She roars in fury, and she goes, You wish to to borrow a divine heart, and what would all of you do when you had this power? Do you think you would stay friends? Do you think you you wouldn't change? That everything would stay the same? That you, you could... Can- you can change for the better. Change is not inherently bad. In fact, it's inherently great. I agree. And that is why I think Melora's indifference is wrong. I saw the dragon's plight and I took action. We are not necessarily going to do we are not necessarily going to do precisely what Melora did. We did not represent whatever she does or whatever she did to you in the past. We are going to make our own decisions and decide what is right to do with this. All we know right now is the only course of action is just getting rid of Theala. We've got a lot in common with you. Yeah. You saw the yeah. plight of the dragons and you made a choice to defend them. We see the plight of of our people, a small folk, and we want to defend them. Guys, go ahead and give me a group persuasion check. Mm. Who's got the best persuasion? I'm plus two. Uh, I got plus 11, and I'm whispering right in her ear. Okay. Okay. Mm. I'm going to say her DC on most things is 24. This isn't with advantage. You guys are in the middle of this battle 
tensions are super high. She is starting to get injured, so she does. She's not near dead, but like you guys are proving yourselves pretty capable. Bev stabs into her hard one in moonshine. Plead with her. Um, go ahead and make a persuasion check with disadvantage, but re- uh, canceled out regular because you guys are okay. all giving each other the help action. Y'all cool with me rolling this? Yeah, you have oh, the yeah, best right. persuasion. That's a 22. Yikes. Okay. okay. Um, you see that you, um, Bev, fine, you're up by her face and she's letting out these big golden tears, but she's just <laughs> like uh, in fury. I am the one who changed. I changed. She stayed the same. Um, Bev, you can take your second attack if you would like. I don't. Okay. So you're going to, Are you? do you want to like hang on to her? Yeah. Okay. I want to hang on and just kind of like keep gripping her almost as if I'm like hugging her. I'm like okay. maybe even like stroking her carapace a little bit. Okay. It's okay. Um, she starts bucking, trying to get you. It's not your fault. Just, it's <laughs> not your fault. Go with hunting. Hey, wait, Balnor, you haven't given a speech yet. <laughs> Um, you have the floor. Here's the thing. I was asleep for a lot of the stuff that was happening, and I'm baffled right now. Is this... She's crying, but she's bad. What is... Yeah. Where are we at here? You know It's what? a bad cocktail hour, for sure. I think while we're... While we're bringing out all our, all our heavy hitters, Papa, take the floor. Mm-mm. Whoa. You ready yeah. to litigate? Litigate <laughs> for us. I never thought about it that way. My eyes are welling up. (laughs) (laughs) My throat is like closing with emotion. Um, (laughs) I I minor illusion a Kennedy Center honors medal and put it on (laughs) Papa. Here's what I'm going to allow. I'm going to say mangy little Papa who took (laughs) damage from the dragon weapon. Papa's like on death door. He's like breathing super heavy, scrambles up to Moonshine's side. You guys are all standing together in your resolve. I will tell you guys, I will give you guys a deal. You guys can make another persuasion check. I'll put the DC down to 20. If you guys take a full round of attacking off, if you fail, I'll, I'll do it. You, you know we gotta. Okay. So you guys all circle up. You lower your defenses. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. And if we fail, she does a full round of attacking us with us doing no response. Correct. Wow. Okay. Come on. Everyone. Bohemia. Here comes that gnat. That is a nat 11 plus 11. That is 22. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Shout out to the two crew twice. Nice. Um, she's pretty She's pretty dang messed up. Um, you see she leans forward to like snap at you, Moonshine. Fight me. Fight me. You see tears coming down. We've said all we need to say. We've done all we need to do. Yeah, I guess at this point... Saving Bohemia is on your shoulders because either you help us or you defeat us, the last hope of Bohemia. So if you really want to choose this moment to finalize your grievances against Melora, maybe you have the perfect opportunity. We're not going to fight you. Fiala's our enemy. 
You see... She just... Collapses... In... A big... Heap... Of dragon... And just begins... Crying... I would love nothing more than a Bohemia with dragons in the sky. Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome to me. Do an insight check on me. I guarantee that is an that is an upgrade. Yeah, dude. Bev, cast zone of truth on me, but only <laughs> ask me about the dragons. <laughs> you see, um she's got the big like golden tears in her eyes, and she goes, I believe you. If you were a dragon rider once, you know better than anyone that there can be an amazing relationship between small folk and dragons. If I help you, I would ask for one thing. Go ahead. I would like an audience with Melora. I could definitely make that happen. I think I just got some good graces from her when I saw her. I gave her a little boon. I think she's trying to pay me back, and <laughs> I don't have anything else to ask of her, so that'll be what I ask for. She nods, and then you see slowly her scales begin to shimmer gold as she begins shrinking, 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 until she returns to her humanoid form. You see this Aladrin woman holds her hand out, and in it, floats a glowing yellow rock, a piece of Melora's divine heart. I will m- miss the sky, but perhaps if you can do some good with this, it will undo any damage that I've done. You're a druid. You don't ever have to miss the sky. <laughs> She smiles and nods. Is it like Play-Doh that you just grab a chunk or? It's a little bit like Play-Doh. Oh. Honestly, it's kind of just something intuitive. If all three of you were to touch it and felt your true intentions. All right, y'all, should we one big touch hands? One big touch hands? I've been waiting. Paul, Paul, get your paw in here. (laughs) <laughs> Can we get Papa's paw in there? Do you guys want Papa to go in there? I mean, for me, my yes. standard, he is the most noble of creature I've ever met. Sweet. <laughs> He's fighting shoulder to shoulder with us. <laughs> CC, you guys reach out and touch the divine heart. Papa reaches out and touches the divine heart. Wreck a little possum hand. And Balnor reaches in to touch the divine heart. Moonshine... Uh, in this moment, uh, what are you thinking? I think I'm thinking, Melora, we're going to take a bit off your plate. And Bohumia, we are going to fill your skies with super nice dragons. <laughs> uh, you guys see part of the Divine Heart breaks off and goes into moonshine. And moonshine glows with a golden glow. Um, what is Beverly thinking right now? Beverly thinks about his friends, his parents, Erlen, but more so he thinks about all of Bohemia and the scars that Theala has left in it. And he thinks about healing those scars and he touches the 
the heart. Um, you see another piece of it breaks off and fills Beverly with golden energy. Hard one. What do you think in this moment? Hard one thinks about the family that he chose, his brothers and sisters standing next to him. He thinks about the the adventurers that, that came before them and the choices that they made that fucked up the world. And he thinks, no matter what happens, I'm just going to remember this moment and know that we all went into this with the best intentions. And no matter what anybody chooses from now on, it's with love in their heart. And then I'm going to wink at Pawpaw and tell him not to tell Caw Caw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hard one, you are filled with golden energy. Pawpaw is filled with golden energy. Balnor is filled with golden energy. You guys all stand together, glowing gold as the band of boobs have become (laughs) titans of Bohemia. And that's where we'll end our session. Fuck yeah. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. The titular titans. The titular titans. (laughs) Sweet, guys. That feels good. Wow. Wow. Uh, I just want to say for the record, I didn't know we were doing speeches at the end when we got our divine hearts. And I feel like mine, I thought we, I was just like, oh, okay, this is the end. Everyone else like got yeah. a moment to think of their great speeches. So, you well, know. Murph went just, to you first because he knows you're you're better on your feet. Just shows, and I actually yeah, yeah, went yeah, out. It just shows a level Murph of and trust. I had a Zoom dinner. <laughs> yeah. We went out to a Zoom dinner last night and we wrote mine. Yeah. I, I sent Murph a Google Doc uh, and he, he gave I'm me some I'm just saying, I didn't online. have the benefit of a couple, like, a, 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 you know, a minute's breath to uh, do you want, do you want to go now? Perfect. Um, yeah, uh, my lord, we're gonna help you in Bohemia. We're gonna fill your sky with super nice dragons. Fuck, I did again. <laughs> Fuck, shit. Yeah, that means it was perfect the first time. <laughs> um, sweet. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, uh, you can head on over to our Patreon if you want to listen to the after show. Patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N A D D P O D. Show, will you tell us what Papa was thinking when he took his divine yeah, heart? Yeah, and Balnor. Yeah, and Balnor. Yeah, for sure. We got two more speeches. On yeah, the two short more speeches rest, on the short rest. Rest. Wow, and they're gonna have the benefit of even more yeah. time to think of good speeches. Uh, oh my gosh. Laura, I will take this off you and fill your sky. With- Fuck. <laughs> well, you know, but see, too much, too much time, and then the, there's the speech can't rise to the yeah, occasion. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels inauthentic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anybody have anything to plug? This show. This show. <laughs> I'll plug the next like Watch four Nadpod, episodes. Or listen to Nadpod. <laughs> yeah. Tune into Nadpod. It's getting real fun. Um, Definitely. I you will, guys should check out Nadpod. <laughs> I will uh, plug uh, an adjacent property to Nadpod, which is the Nadpod P.O. Box. Uh, quick <laughs> uh, point of warning, I guess, uh, a housekeeping note. Um, due to uh, the state of things, uh, we would ask maybe not to send anything to the P.O. Box until uh, the pandemic is in a better spot and some of the restrictions have been lifted. But uh, we did have a big backlog of gifts that were sent to us uh, in better times, I'll say. Uh, so I-, I will read out some shout outs from some fine folks that sent us things. Great. Um, so we got a save the date and a lovely letter from Elena and Jonah. We're getting married in Milwaukee. Also, cool, we'll be there. cute drawing of fungal pawpaw. Uh, we're wishing the very best Aww. and we will be there in person to wish you the very best. Uh, <laughs> shows are going to be a, a little late because we've got a, a just jam packed wedding schedule. For this <laughs> 
Uh, we got some nice tiny little sketches from 16-Bit Boy. Uh, Megan sent us a Final Fantasy VII D&D mashup tee, specifically for Murph. Uh, I was about to try yeah. it on, then I saw that the note said it was for Murph, so sorry, uh, have at it, so my man. So you still tried it on? I did, and I'm sorry, it's a little sweaty. Um, I, I wore a lot of deodorant <laughs> to make sure that it didn't get sweaty. Uh, oh, and it's I even did worse. Get, yeah, it's all caked in there now. I'm so sorry. Yikes. Um, Sam K sent us heartfelt notes. Also, a custom engraved shout out to the two crew dice. So cool. Nothing um, ruled. I they're saw customized. that. That's awesome. It's so cool. Mine says uh, arguably lucky on the one, which is so good. Uh, and I actually rolled that dice uh, for that last persuasion check uh, wow! against the glittering lady. So uh, thank you very much, Sam K, for saving the day. Indeed. Um, they also sent us a painted portrait of moonshine blowing her spores. Yeah, uh, and they're also working on uh, a NADPOD musical, apparently. You can follow them Amazing. at Sam underscore Canyon on Twitter and Insta uh, for more information there. Uh, just a few more. Let's see. Justin S. sent us a custom one-shot called Hidden Heroes of the Awakened Woods. Uh, Justin makes one-shots in their spare time. You can check them out, spacedaddygames.com for more of their work. Um, oh, this is great. Sam from Texas sent us the complete Blu-ray box set of The Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think a show we can all agree is uh, one of the, the titans of media. Um, just Indeed. beloved by everyone. Uh, so we're very excited to all watch that together. And uh, last but certainly not least, Ariel sent us a pawpaw cross stitch that says oh, every day so I'm scrambling. It's so cute and so sweet. It's awesome. It's great. Um, but yes, thank you all so much. I'll have more uh, to shout out next time. But uh, thank you so much for these gifts. It's it's really nice to uh, be given uh, kindness from afar, especially yeah. in these trying times. Yeah. Thank y'all. We love you. Uh, Jake, yeah. you got anything? Uh, you know, I'll replug this show if anybody forgot yeah. the earlier yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should really just check out NADPOD. Start listening yeah. to NADPOD. www.nadpod.com. That's one couldn't recommend NADPOD enough. Yeah. yeah. N-A-D-P-O-H-D.com. Yes. That's our show, NADPOD. <laughs> um, awesome. Thanks, guys. We are, um, we are. And you can follow us on Twitter, <laughs> at CHMurf is me, at Caldy is Caldwell, at Axford is Emily, and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are, the youth of the nation, we are, we are, we are, these remote ones are, the youth of the nation, the youth of the Hello, friends. Caldwell here. It is the end of our show, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Samuel B. Cordon Blue's backup dancers. They all have scaly six-packs, wear matching bow ties, and their shows at Smuggler's Bounty are booked solid for the next three years. Good luck getting in. Beardman Dan, Adam R., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Alexander T. The Glittering Ladies' Five Enchanted Forks. She was planning on turning Luna into a sixth fork so that she could finally have a proper dinner party, but it would seem that fate had other plans. Haldor Frostback, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, Cutter W, and Andrew M. The Band of Boobs speechwriting team. They each have a 30 in charisma and their holy symbols are just Emmy and Oscar statues that they've won for their work. 
Congratulations, y'all. Really outstanding job. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C., Mixologist Michael McD., Balnor's Boy, and Michael C. Primal Aladrin who went to dragon riding camp with Tulane back in the day. They all encouraged her to go pro and are super regretting that decision right now. Justin I, Jacob C., Elena M., Dana G., and Paul G. Five other kobold servants who were preparing a beautiful dinner for the band of boobs. Ironically enough, it was chicken cordon bleu. Less ironic, the meal was extremely poison. Damiel R., Destin C., Jibe G., David T., and Aaron Sully, a crew of dragonborn guards that snuck aboard the Stormborn and ambushed the dwarven crew. With a six-pack of beer and some tunes. That's right, they're having a party and are currently all laughing at the drawings hidden in Hard One's secret compartment. Sergio Salazar Sakurai Sequani, Michael L., Trele the Crefe, Jory S., and Pup Thoth. Chosen soldiers who all had their essences infused into trombones during the Glittering Lady's brief-lived ska phase. Adam H., Ryan, Aaron G., Jake L., and Michael M., the Glittering Lady's Glam Squad, who honestly goes home covered in glitter every night. That shit is hard to wipe away. Big Buck, Richard X. Machina, Sam L., Troy McSee, and Drew Nasty, a group of dragon-born undead. How cool is that, to have both born and dead in your name? Also, they can wield two-handed weapons with one hand, which is pretty tight. Josh S., Nicholas C., Austin C., Kristen P., and Axel A., a friend group of enlightened swords. They have tons of stimulating banter, and all their group hugs deal slashing damage. Aw, cute. Mike H., Matthew E., Angel Gamer, and Catherine S., Barrett Brisden's estranged children. Somewhere, far away, they all just felt a sense of peace closure, and cosmic retribution, but they don't know why. TJM, the Gnome Barbarian, Trask the Traveler, Robert F., Paul and Megan the Twins, and Hunter R. Wolf Team 6, an elite squadron of werewolves who just infiltrated the ceiling of the Glittering Lady's castle and are on their way to save Luna. Godspeed, my furry friends. Zolo Dolo, Nick B., Burly T., Panama James, and I Am the Atlas a pantheon of possum gods who has been quiet until now. But now that another possum has become a god, they may have to intervene. Watch your back, Papa. Colton B., J., C.C. Lulu, Aiden R.H., and Robert P., a class of Asimar teens who are rebelling against being fallen angels by just becoming angels all over again. Timmy R., Blitzbrig Dimitri, J. Dragonborn, Zach C., and Digital Burn 101. Cobalt Butler is responsible for cleaning up the Glittering Lady's giant golden tears. Unfortunately, they are gooier than you'd think, and also totally worthless. Lucas B., Jordan L., Talith X., Mateo C., and Casimir the All-Knowing. Tulane's assistants, who actually did all the work creating her massive mural. Tulane's version was just a bunch of stick figures and bubble letters that said, Dragons Rule. Kaylee Elise, Barnesinator, Christian A., Yin's Christian T., and Luke H., 
a group of lesser jinns in the service of the Glittering Lady. They're responsible for squeezing the essence out of fruit and vegetables and infusing them into smoothies to ensure that the lady's complexion continues to glitter. Devin W., Shinoa B., Jared E., Persephone, and Eric McD., the illusory architects of the Glittering Lady's Mansion. You'd think the golden toilets would be too chilly to sit on, but they're actually a toasty 76 degrees. Truly, these folks are the masters of their craft. Reese and S, Eric and Andrea B, Jay Parker, Jonathan O, and Austin M R, a group of pacifist bullywugs known as the Peace Frogs. Legend says that they are the only people in all of Bohemia that actually know how to make a proper peace sign. Stephen C, Maxwell C, Mike K, Omri M, and Callum L, elven co-workers who responsibly self-quarantined to avoid spreading pestilence. Now, they have all their meetings through a mythical teleconferencing device known as Skripe. Scott D., Nothor the Prodigy Ranger, Mikonji, Dan, and the Red Rain. A group of mermaid scouts known as the Aquamarine Teens. They keep doing their best to spread the organization, but it's a bit tricky because of how soggy their handbook gets. Richard C., Karen T., Curtis S., Nathaniel P., and Nikki W., a group of sentient toasters who are part of the Glittering Ladies' Horde. They aren't great at music, but they put out some Cobb-level improv. Andrew B., Christopher B., Nicholas P., Kevin M., and Rahul N., Cordon Blue's team of gold polishers. And this is only the team for when he's in his tiny cobalt form. There's about 40 more when he grows to 8 feet tall. Maribel, the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Joe McGee, Meta Amps, Atticus C, and Amy W. Brisden's team of angels who tried to attack the Glittering Lady. They are now a paintbrush, a Roomba, a pair of clogs, a Dutch oven, and an ashtray, respectively. Grace G, Eric G, Michelle O, Gage M, and number one Beverlyn fan, Jen R. Pendergreen's physical therapist. Turns out he pulled his back tore a hamstring, dislocated his shoulders, and fractured his skull, not at a demolition derby, but by freaking out too hard on his bowflex. Lance, Feldanis, Gone Off, I'm Hopeless, and Dave H. Kaka's bird friends. Kaka is admired and revered by his friends because he is so well cared for by his noble owner. But don't worry, my feathered friends. Hard One will adopt you too. Run, run right now. Redneck Ruff, Christian S, Jack L, Nick A, and YGREC32. Pot Elementals. Kind of like Air Elementals, but like super dank. Fucking head high, mad kind of herb. Authentic ganja from a doobie, man. <laughs> Smells like cinnamon, my dude. All right. Michael KM, Tingle the Bard, Kelvin Noodles, and Esme M. The four biggest flowers growing out of Beverly's feet. Are you surprised he named them? You really shouldn't be. And that's all our shout outs for this week. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We will see you soon. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.